What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, October 24th. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What a Day. Wishing you a happy first day of Trump's New York tax fraud trial. I don't know much about the law, but I'm thinking this will be the one that puts him behind bars for life. Okay, I do know at least something about the law. (laughs) And I can assure you that's not what's going to happen because it's a civil trial. We take what we can get. On today's show, Boris Johnson's push for a political comeback fell flat, plus some major news for the Beehive. Absolutely. Get your coins in order, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, and the rest (laughs) of you as well. But first, an update on the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan. If you're like me, you were having dinner on Friday, minding your business, and then you got a news alert that less than a week after the beta application went live, a federal appeals court put a hold on the student debt forgiveness plan. As you might expect, there is a group of conservatives behind all of this. Let me give you some background. Here. So last month, a group of six Republican led states Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, and of course my state, South Carolina they collectively filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration to stop the loan forgiveness plan. Their argument is that one, the administration doesn't have the legal authority to grant broad student loan forgiveness, and that two, the program would hurt them, the states, financially. That suit was dismissed last Thursday. The judge said the states could not prove their case had standing. The states then immediately appealed, putting the case before a panel of conservative judges. And that federal appeals court, the Eighth Circuit to be exact, has since put a temporary hold on the student loan forgiveness program that bars the administration from canceling loans covered under the policy until the court considers the case. Whew. Okay, so there's a lot that's interesting about this. Obviously, the legal process I find interesting, but The real interesting thing here, right, is the timing. Yeah, because it's all intentional. And yesterday, Sunday, was supposed to be the earliest date the Biden administration said it would start forgiving loans under this plan. The states even asked the court to act fast in light of that. So there is now this, what we hope and expect will be, a temporary delay on all of that. The appeals court gave the Biden administration until today to respond to the state's request. And then the states will have until Tuesday to reply to the administration's response. Yeah. And as you pointed out, all intentional midterms coming up mm-hmm. like this is all somewhat of a political ploy, we can imagine. So I'm sure some folks are confused about what this means for their loans. Do you think that they should be concerned or what's the deal? Well, according to the Biden administration, they should not be concerned. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona wrote an op-ed over the weekend in USA Today, asserting that despite the attempt to block the program, they are moving, quote, full speed ahead to get ready to cancel federal student debt. He also said as much in a video he posted on Twitter. As you know, we've faced more than half a dozen lawsuits, many from places that accepted PPP loan relief last year. We're not deterred. 
We'll keep fighting for you and pushing through. The application is live at studentaid.gov. As you apply, watch out for the scammers that want your information. As you stay vigilant and protect yourselves from scammers, we promise to fight to protect you from baseless lawsuits trying to stop us from providing you debt relief. We will not stop fighting for you. Okay, there was a lot there. <laughs> Among the other things I heard her mention, I heard her mention that this plan has faced other lawsuits. Can you talk a little about those? Yeah, so Republicans are doing everything they can to prevent this plan from coming to fruition. They don't want me to be debt-free, apparently. In addition to this current suit, the Biden administration is also facing lawsuits from Arizona's attorney general and conservative groups such as the Job Creators Network Foundation and the Cato Institute. But again, the prevailing opinion is that we should not be too daunted because the lawyers for the government are arguing that they do, in fact, have the power to do this. They cite a congressional law passed in 2003 called the HEROES Act that gives the you know, Secretary of Education this ability to do so um, as it relates to the student loans. And one of the things Secretary Cardona mentioned in that clip that I want to highlight specifically is the interest that there's been in the forgiveness application since it launched. By the way, the app is no longer in beta mode. It's there. Go apply. But since the application became available, 22 million people have already submitted their info for review. I'll remind you that some 40 million people in total are projected to be impacted by this plan, which would clear up to $20,000 in student loan debt for folks, including yours truly. So I personally need the Republicans to calm down for me if for no one else, specifically for me. Ultimately, though, we'll have to wait and see how all of this shakes out. But as you heard, folks who might qualify are still encouraged to apply. It takes less than five minutes. And if you do it before November 15th, the application will be processed before the end of the year when the pause on interest and payments expires. Whew. Okay. Debt forgiveness was the best news of the year. So not surprising that it may be being stomped on mm-hmm. by various officials, but we will see. I still feel pretty hopeful about the ability for you and me and others to have their debt forgiven, or at least some of their debt. So thank you, Travel, for that. Now for some updates on the legal travails of former President Donald Trump. Remember him? You know, vaguely. Vaguely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Apprentice, right? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Who was that guy again? I wish. On Friday, the January 6th committee officially subpoenaed him a week after announcing their intentions to do so during their last public hearing. According to the New York Times, the subpoena is, quote, the most aggressive step taken so far in what was already one of the most consequential congressional investigations in decades. So, I mean, I find it interesting that, you know, we're calling this move that the committee is supposed to do, I guess, aggressive, but it definitely is bold at minimum, right, to subpoena a former president. But it's exactly what they should be doing. So tell us, what does the subpoena actually say? What is the committee asking Donald Trump to even do? Yeah, it's a good question. So the four-page subpoena has directed Trump to provide the committee with a long list of documents and communications. Those include, quote, phone calls, texts, encrypted messages, and emails, and he has until November 4th to produce those documents and until November 14th 
to testify before the committee itself. So we're talking about a pretty short timeline, right? I should mention that November 4th is before the midterms. November 14th would be after the midterms. So like Mm. that also changed things. These documents and records are related not just to the January 6th insurrection, but all of the former president's efforts to discredit the 2020 election. In a letter to Trump, committee chairman Benny Thompson and vice chair Liz Cheney stated, quote, as demonstrated in our hearings, we have assembled overwhelming evidence, including from dozens of your former appointees and staff, that you personally orchestrated and oversaw a multi-part effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election and to obstruct the peaceful transition of power. I love that they're recapping the hearings when we know he watched, okay? Right. We know he was fuming, right. okay? every right. single time. Right. He's like, oh, I forgot. It's like, no, baby. Right. <laughs> so these hearings, they have been going on for some time now since early summer, and they're just now subpoenaing the former president. So can you let us know where we are in the January 6th hearing process? Will there be more hearings? Yes. So theoretically, we are near the end. Theoretically, as I mentioned earlier, this subpoena was announced the week before it was actually issued. And that announcement happened at what was very possibly the committee's very last public hearing. So during this hearing, the committee basically presented evidence about how Trump was, quote, enraged and embarrassed because he had lost the election, which eventually led to him trying to join his supporters as they marched towards the Capitol on January 6th. And keep in mind, he knew the following things, right? He knew his supporters were armed. He knew they were threatening violence. And he knew that Congress was meeting that day to certify the election, which would ensure his defeat. This happening during the maybe last public hearing is basically centering him in this narrative of what happened on January 6th. And the bottom line is that after months and months and months and months of investigation and testimony, the January 6th committee has concluded that this all comes back to Donald Trump. He is the one person at the center of the story of what happened on January 6th, said Chairman Benny Thompson. He must be accountable. He is required to answer for his actions. I think it's worth mentioning that there has been a lot of talk about whether Trump's behavior leading up to that day and on January 6th was illegal or like merely ill-advised or just unpresidential or maybe a little unhinged. Like it's been characterized a lot of different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And basically this most recent January 6th committee hearing made the case for it being explicitly illegal. In fact, Liz Cheney said explicitly that, quote, none of this is normal, acceptable or lawful in our republic. And you know me. I'm not saying everything illegal is necessarily immoral, but Mm -hmm. I think the conclusion here is that this was both. This is a very clear assault on our democratic processes. Absolutely. So what now? Do we expect Donald Trump to, I laugh as I say this, do we expect (laughs) Donald Trump to comply with the subpoena or what? What do you think? Tell me. (laughs) I can tell you that I don't expect him to. I think you don't expect him to. I mean, I have no particular Mm -hmm. insight into this other than just being... Another American riding the roller coaster of the past six years. But we know that he's been disparaging of the committee. He's criticized everyone on it. Liz Cheney lost her election. And he's clearly kind of positioned this as like a conspiracy by the elite. So I would be completely shocked if he went down without a fight. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Donald Trump is going to fight this as much as he possibly can. And as we know, like Steve Bannon is now headed to prison because he defied the subpoena of the committee. It's not like there's not a precedent Mm -hmm. of people in his inner circle refusing to testify. But this is the thing. He might not even really have to fight, honestly, because first of all, this is unprecedented. You know, we've never really had to deal with like 
subpoenaing a former president about an insurrection. Mm -hmm. So no one is really exactly in agreement of what should even happen next. There's really no roadmap here. And either way, his lawyers are sure to put up a fight over why he doesn't have to comply. And if they do manage to drag it out long enough and the Republicans are successful in the midterms, it kind of becomes a moot issue because if Republicans take over the House, which is definitely possible or even likely, according to the latest polls, they're probably going to shut down the committee altogether. And that would invalidate the subpoena in the end anyway. Mm -hmm. So my thought is, like, it's pretty unlikely that we see Donald Trump showing up to the committee forced to testify. I think that's a pipe dream. But in any event, we will be following this chapter in Trump's legal woes as it all unfolds. And that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's (laughs) getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Now let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. 
some updates on the war in Ukraine. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Sunday that Russia has launched a new wave of attacks aimed at disabling his country's power grid. Officials said that more than 1.5 million households were without power on Saturday as a result. According to Zelensky, power has been restored in some of the affected areas. As of now, about a third of Ukraine's power stations and other energy-generating facilities have been destroyed by Russian airstrikes in the past week. Meanwhile, Russian-installed officials are evacuating residents from the Ukrainian city of Kherson, citing the threat of upcoming quote-unquote terror attacks from Kyiv. Ukrainian troops are expected to make advances there in hopes of regaining control. Kherson and the three other illegally annexed regions of Ukraine have been under martial law since Wednesday. At least two people are confirmed dead after Hurricane Roslyn made landfall in southwest Mexico over the weekend. It arrived as a Category 3 storm, bringing heavy rains and devastating flash floods to part of the country's Pacific coast. Roslyn has since weakened to a tropical depression, and forecasters say that it's expected to die down later today. On Sunday, President Xi Jinping secured a historic third term to be China's uncontested leader for the next five years. This was the expected ending to the week-long meeting of the ruling Communist Party. But in some unexpected news, on Saturday, Xi's predecessor, Hu Jintao, was escorted out of the conference's closing ceremony. Chinese state media didn't report on it, but an official news agency tweeted in English that the 79-year-old wasn't feeling well. It's not clear if that was actually the case or if it was a political power moved by Xi. I'm assuming if he wasn't feeling well, the Chinese media would have reported that. But what do I know? (laughs) Boris Johnson can safely attend parties again without making his whole country upset because the former British prime minister dropped out of the race for his old job last night. After Liz Truss abruptly resigned late last week, Johnson quickly tried to muster support to reclaim the position he was forced to leave less than three months ago amid numerous scandals. But the Conservative Party was less keen on backing their scruffy, problematic old boss again and instead threw their support behind Britain's former finance minister, Rishi Sunak. He could be selected as early as today, and if Sunak wins, he would be the first person of South Asian descent and the first person of color to serve as Britain's prime minister. You know, I love the trend of people of color being forced to come in and clean up white people's, mm-hmm. you know, mess that mm-hmm. they've created. Mm-hmm. So I guess shout out to Rishi. All right. Good luck. This is your cue to cut back on unnecessary spending and become a savant at using Ticketmaster.com because Beyonce, the one and only queen of all things, has confirmed she'll be taking her acclaimed album Renaissance on a world tour in summer 2023. The news first came after a gala this weekend at LA's Waco Theater, which is owned by Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles Lawson. A Renaissance tour ticket package was auctioned off at the event, including first class airfare, a three-night hotel stay, and a backstage tour given by Tina herself. Fans on Twitter said someone paid $150,000 for that package, which, based on how things go on Ticketmaster, is about what you should expect to pay for your seats, and it is all worth it, I promise. And the worlds of food and fine art collided yesterday. (sighs) It went from the high of the Beyonce tour (laughs) to the low of this story. Because someone threw mashed potatoes at a painting by Claude Monet. That is not a Mad Lib. That is a real thing that happened. The intent was to draw attention to climate change. 
and the potato throwers were members of a German activist group. And they're not the only people guided by the logic that food fights plus artwork equals climate awareness. A little over a week ago, activists in London poured tomato soup over Vincent van Gogh's sunflowers for the same cause. Now, typically, these paintings are behind glass, so they're not damaged, though the same could not be said of the potatoes and soup. <laughs> Artists can show their support for this method of protest by focusing on painting big bullseyes from here on out. Look, this plus the people pouring milk in the grocery store, mm-hmm. it just is not the way to do it. That's my two cents. You know, I am looking for the connection right. to climate change here. And I'm not seeing it. You know, maybe someone in the Wad Squad does see it and understand. You can tweet at us. Right. Um, But right now, I'm not seeing the connection. And so it's just coming off as like a stunt, you know? Right, right. But I don't know if we can get past the stunt to actually talk about climate change, which they say is their goal. I'm all for drama, as you know. (laughs) And I'm all for big protests, as you know. However, if I thought this changed anybody's mind about climate change... I would be supportive, but I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bring really like awareness about climate change anyway. Because if you've heard of Claude Monet, you've probably heard of climate change. Like, <laughs> at least the cause is good. At least it wasn't mm-hmm. like throwing mashed potatoes on a painting for gun rights or something. That would be a step too far. That is true. We still have some questions, but you know, maybe we'll get some answers shortly. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, November 8th is coming up, and whether you're busy brushing up on what's on your ballot or doing your part to help others get to the polls, having a really good cup of coffee in the morning will definitely help you out. Crooked Coffee is here to get you through Election Day, and each bag you buy supports Register Her, a nonprofit taking action to help register and activate millions of women across the country to vote. So head over to crooked.com slash coffee now to place your order. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, paint a bullseye, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the back-end code for Ticketmaster.com, like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter, so check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And party, party on, on, Boris Johnson. Johnson. Honestly, now he can party in peace. Yeah, I can see him at like an EDM rave right now or something. Yeah. Just living it up. Yeah. You know, I love that for him. Maybe he's out there with his like 11th secret child or whatever. Uh Uh-oh. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) Love the UK, I think. I've never been, but it sounds cool. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com.
I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.